0: This is Tom Jacobs from tdjacobs.com and also healingsuicide.com. I am one of those evolutionary astrologers, also an energy worker, and a channel and a medium. Do all kinds of different healing work. And at tdjacobs.com you'll find everything I offer and everything I do. At healingsuicide.com you will find some explanations about soul and how suicide affects soul and how we can learn to deal better with the emotions that can lead us to consider suicide. Um, So I'm on the road right now, um, and I'm in a place you can hear, I'm in a place with people. I'm having coffee at a Whole Foods, and I wanted to get my thoughts uh, collected for this little story I wanna tell you before, while it's fresh, before it um, went away. So I'm doing it even though there's noise in the background, whatever. So um, the title of this MP3 is Sasquatch Update, and if you've been following my work for a really long time, or at all ever, you would have said, "I have never heard him use that word ever." So, what is the update? What is the deal? And I'm going to tell you. So, <laughs> it's kind of a it's kind of a um, a longish story. I will. Um, well, it's it takes place over years, but it's not a terribly long story. So let's be let's be frank. Um, okay. So, we have to kind of go back to when I was 30. And I was exposed to astrology, and my intuitive ear was, was peaked. Like, I, I overheard, you've, you've read the story, if you've read uh, my, my memoir, the, uh, uh, from going from closed-minded to open-minded and doing this work professionally, called Seeing Through Spiritual Eyes, Memoir of Intuitive Awakening. The story's in there. But um, basically, I overheard somebody t- mention to somebody else, Saturn return. And I knew, in my, you know, in the guts of my heart of hearts, that I had to learn whatever that was. So I asked the person, "Hey, what are you talking about?" And the person said, "Oh, it's just for people in our age group. It's this big cycle." The bullet really didn't know much. Just knew that it was a big like maturation thing or a turning point or an initiation. So I dove in, studied astrology like it was my job, and like in a little over a year was, you know, saw my first client. I was like, but anyway, this whole intuitive thing opened up really quickly. And my Saturn is in Gemini in the ninth house and it's retrograde. So in the ninth house says, I need Saturn in general, I need to mature over time to become responsible, right? But I need to mature into a realistic approach about philosophy, worldview. You know, think about the ninth house as religion and philosophy and belief, but think about what you're willing to believe. And wherever Saturn is, it will try to close things down to try to control things. So, kind of like worldview, I had a very staid, stick-in-the-mud, prove-it-to-me kind of worldview prior to that Saturn return. And then, when the astrology thing happened, I was like, oh my God, there are other ways to see the world and people. And, oh my God, you know, and I had this whole, like, um, um, uh, I wouldn't say heart-opening, but I had this huge, like, warming, softening series of epiphanies. Because I understood that what I really wanted when I was a kid was to understand... My whole life, I wanted to understand why people did what they did. So here, I have this language of light or language of energy and consciousness, and not everybody. But case by case, I could look at a chart and understand the karmic dynamics, the multi-life pressures, the desires, blah blah blah. The, the you know, I could see that people, you know, you could actually understand case by case basis why somebody behaves the way he or she does. So that was like this whole opening, right? And I became, in certain ways vastly more open-minded because then I met energy workers and I met body workers who could pull your past life issues to the surface you know, I had a, I had a series of a rolfing done, which is kind of like somehow wrapped up with that um, palm readers, mediums people talking to dead people like all the things, right? all the things and, um, okay so then I was in that groove and learning about things, whatever um, Over the years, i would learned about crystals and things like that. You know, you you might know that I I do programmed crystals. I put certain frequencies into them to have certain effects on you beyond what the crystal or stone would normally do. So even open-minded about that, all all kinds of open-mindedness. When I met my girlfriend in 2011, she told me that she was interested, and she had always been interested, and had a real heart connection with um, Sasquatch. And at the time, my exposure to that was the akin to the paranormal people who, like, grab uh, paranormal researchers, who are not mediums, who will grab, like... Um, I don't even know what the names of the machines are, but devices to measure energetic flow and stuff and look will go to haunted houses and be like, oh my God, there's something here. You know, the, the, the equivalent to that in the Sasquatch community is the people who are like hunting them or looking for them or looking for evidence or, you know, I think this is Sasquatch poop or whatever. Like, um, So anyway, that was my exposure was the kind of like stuff that is treated as ridiculous and a fool's errand and, and you know, wishful thinking, and kind of like believing in magical nonsense. So think about that. I'm doing astrology. I'm doing intuitive work. I'm channeling an ascended master. I'm I'm, uh, programming crystals, and yet that seems like magical nonsense, or nonsense, right? Okay. So when she said that stuff to me, I didn't relate. I didn't have exposure. I didn't understand. And there was something she felt that... little kid staring at me, I had to stare him back with a nasty look to get him to stop, because it was bothering me, um, <laughs> I wish you could see how ridiculous I am right now, okay, so, because um, it's like I'm talking on the phone, I'm sitting in this, you know, whatever, at this table with my computer, okay, um, <laughs> I'm having all kinds of Chiron stuff with Chiron, transiting Chiron opposing my Pluto, <laughs> Just all kinds of crazy, okay, try to stay focused Um, so I knew that she was having some kind of like connection that I had not been exposed to and so I just respected it and I let it be and I didn't criticize it, I didn't say anything but I didn't understand and it just sounded like you know frankly weirdo talk because of my exposure to what I had seen or what I had been exposed to and people talking about it which was like you know whatever, okay so that persisted until I don't know, two months ago, maybe. Right now, it's like it's May fifth, twenty nineteen. So this was a couple months ago, and uh, she got back into reading some channeled books um, from people who have had contact with these, with this, these beings, and have written it down or recorded it, and then it's been transcribed. And she's having like a heart opening, and it was um, I could again I could tell something was there, but it made no sense to me until. She said the name of this guy who had, who was channeling these books. I think two of the books. And when she said his name, which was like, it's not an English name. Like, whatever. He has an English name. He was born in America, whatever. But, like, um, this was, like, a different name. And it immediately scrambled my sixth chakra. So... When she was telling me stuff about what's in the book, it would immediately scramble my sixth chakra. Like, I would suddenly be overwhelmed, feeling like I'd taken psychedelics and, like, out of control. Like, like I didn't know what was happening, like, losing, right, my grip. So, um, I asked her to stop. (laughs) But she's trying to tell me this because she wants to share what she's learning and experiencing because she's having a heart opening. Right? She's reconnecting with these teachings and these channeled teachings essentially. So I asked her to stop and then later, a few days later, I was like, maybe yeah, you can tell me that, but maybe just check in if it's the right time. Like if I have to go work and do a session in an hour, or I'm trying to write something in 10 minutes, like that would not be a good time. But just, just you know, let me know and we'll see. And then. The next time I think we talked about it or, or shortly after that, she said something and I felt a total channeling portal open up. And I felt altered, but I was sitting still and she was like, whoa, the energy is changing. I was like, something important is happening. She was like, I agree. So let's stick with it. So we talked for, I don't know, 20, 25 minutes, maybe. It, it, I, I don't know. Maybe it was, maybe it was much longer. Um, but it was more than like five or 10 minutes because like we talked about some things. So. I saw, like I felt that I could see the consciousness level of these beings who are called Sasquatch. So the first thing to say is that they are um, interdimensional beings. Apparently some of them live in in physical, like on Earth like we do. And some of them kind of switch between dimensions and sometimes come in and out. But anyway, it's a different radio frequency for me to tune into than dead people who know they're dead, dead people who don't know they're dead. Uh, Ascended Master, or Jehudi, or or even Merlin, another face of Jehudi, or Saint Germain. These are all different frequencies like radio stations that I would tune into. Right? Like my consciousness is a tuner and I'm finding these stations. It's different than, you know, inner kids and past life selves. It's, it's a unique frequency set. Okay. Which I've learned over the years how to find a bunch of things. But this was new and I was like, whoa, this is interesting. And I felt totally open. And so, I I have Jehudi, the Ascended Master, again, also known as Thoth, Saint Germain, Merlin, Hermes, um, always in my head. So I was like, I saw a connection between these other beings and Jehudi, and I said, Jehudi, what's the connection? What do you have to do with these beings? And he's like tight-lipped. He, she, it is like tight-lipped, not telling me, not answering, which is really weird. So I was te- I was telling Jillian what was going on, and I was like this. Um, there's something here, but Jehudi's not telling me, and I want to know. So we stayed in this space, and I essentially, through force of will, I saw the answer. So I went from, this makes no sense, to for a week or ten days, the mention of a person's name throws me into a like psychedelic fit, to a portal was opened, and I'm connected in this other way. So anyway, I was like, I have to know what this is because there's something going on here, otherwise it wouldn't affect me so strongly. So I look, I basically, again, through force of will, I caused the data bank to open up, which I don't do that with Jehudi. I could do that at any time, but I don't do that because whenever I ask a question, Jehudi answers. And if I say, hey, what's going on with this? He's like, oh, well, consider But you know, and there's this teaching, right? <laughs> um including like I just recently released the on emotional eating channel ebook it's about 11,000 words which is much shorter than the other ones uh, well it's long it's I think it's longer than the uh, Alzheimer's thing and autism thing but but anyway that's now on Kindle and on my site um, so you can check that out it's about dealing with the emotions that lead to the triggering of emotional eating or any kind of distractive consumption so even if food isn't it for you but like cigarettes or alcohol or Porn or sex or phone calls with your mom or friends or whatever. Any of those kinds of distracting things. How to slow things down and deal with the emotions that lead to those things. Um, so anyway, so yeah, I was asking questions and this teaching came out, became an ebook. This being doesn't withhold information. So I was like totally peaked and Scorpio can't let it go. So, so I saw that those beings are basically connected to Jehudi like I am. So all the teachings in the Jihudi data bank are accessible to those beings. They are basically, many of them, if not all of them, are channels, and they're aligned with these higher frequencies, with these, with these teachings about the evolution of consciousness, the evolution of all that is. And I saw that they had downloaded the things that I often download, and they live in that space. So basically, he's like their big brother. Like he's like my big brother. I don't yeah, I don't mean like my big brother. I mean like big brothers and big sisters, like the after school program or whatever. Like that. Like a mentor. Like an uncle. Kind of. Like an uncle. Okay. So that's what I saw. The connection. I was amazed. And I was like, whoa. And I started to see. And I can't remember all the details. And we didn't record it. I didn't write it down. But I just started to see like the, the real thing of the Sasquatch that the people who have a psychic or heart-centered connection with them see other dimensional beings who you could connect with who have a message for you who can help people, help humanity but I saw that Jehudi was like behind them just like he's behind me and a bunch of other things on the planet this isn't to diminish anybody's work in that arena but to say that like Jehudi has planted these teachings with them as he does in every culture across time Like, for a long time I said, Jehudi, also known as Thoth, Saint-Germain, Merlin. And then, but the thing is, behind that is the Hermes archetype, the Mercury archetype. And I've often said, you know, Jehudi has been mythologized in all cultures across the globe, and then I don't think to explain this often. But Hermes archetype is the... is basically like um, a knowingness (laughs) that is a, a data bank of... All the information—it's related to the Akashic records. Like, like when it extends into in, individuals' records, it becomes a, an Akashic record. But the whole field of Akashic records is this. Anyway, this is Jihudi. This is Thoth. And so he, he, she, it has installed uh, him, herself, itself in the minds and hearts of people all across the timeline. So this is really. So what i want to say is, these are universal teachings that get filtered through different voices. Okay, so there's that. That happened, and, and, and uh, Jillian, at that point, had been saying, well, at this point, two months ago, I'd been saying there's this gathering, uh, Labor Day weekend in Washington State I really want to go to. I'd love for you to go with me. I'd love to share this with you. And I was like, yeah, whatever, and then all this opening happened, and I was like, that could be really interesting. So then, since then, she said, hey, on May 4th in Bend, there's going to be a talk and a Q&A with these two people, um the guy, they're a married couple, and the guy has, this is the name of the guy who's channeled the books, who name makes me lose my shit, lose my grip, but, um, and then his wife. And she's been involved with it for, I don't know, I don't know, 8 or 10 years, I don't know, whatever. But he has been involved with it for like 60 years or something, he's in his 70s. So, um, we're in Bend right now, and we went to this thing yesterday. So, okay, so that's basically, that's all that happened two months ago. Now so, now fast forward, or fast forward from your perspective, but rewind from my perspective to May 4th, which was yesterday. Star Wars Day. Um, <laughs> may the Sasquatch be with you. And we go to this talk, it's like from 9 to 4. And when this lady, uh, some other lady who's like involved in hosting this, this couple and putting this event on, is introducing the man. I just feel this energy in the room is nutso. It's absolutely crazy, and I'm like, well, and my brain says, well, you know, could be a lot of uh, people here who have like intuitive or psychic connections, or you, you know, like like in, in general, open, like a, if you gather a bunch of intuitives together, they'll all feel each other in certain ways or at least be affected. And then, when he got up to go to the podium, everything shifted, and I felt, into all the people in the room, I looked her all around, it's like 40 people or something, 45 people, and it wasn't everybody, it was him, and then what I realized is, it was like he had, well, I was coming up with images for this for Jillian, and I had like five or six, but it was as if he had like the business cards of every Sasquatch he's ever interacted with over 40 or 60 years or whatever, and when he walks in the room, I can feel all those tendrils or connections or like those conduits to those beings. I can't feel the beings, but I feel like the potential for connection and it's overwhelming. So I was getting overwhelmed. And normally in that kind of situation, I'd get a headache or something, but that didn't happen. I just I started to get sleepy. And I had brought four moldavites with me just to stay open minded and open hearted, but they made it worse, so I had a hard time staying awake during his talk. Because part of me wanted to fall asleep because it was too intense. So I did happen to meet him during a break, and I shook his hand and looked in his eyes and got freaked out. Like nothing with him. It was just I could feel how open he he is. So um, almost two hours of his presentation, and I struggled to stay awake, and I had to stop. I had to put the moldavites aside, and um, and then about an hour of his wife doing a different angle on the presentation. Then we had lunch. And then there was Q&A in the afternoon. And every time he spoke during the Q&A, it was like that for me. And I just willed myself to stay present. But it was like being overwhelmed with... It, this is this is one of the examples I gave like, Jillian. You come home, like you live in a little house on a street, and your neighbor lives in a little house on the same street, because they're your neighbor. <laughs> and um, when you get home, you can hear like the bass faintly thumping from that house, because there's a party. And maybe you're not in the mood, maybe you are, but like the person happens to see you is on the porch and sees you and says, oh, hey, your name, Um, come on over. I have some friends over and, and, you know, whatever. And maybe you decide you could hang out with two or three people or one person, but you don't, it sounds like there's like 25 to 30 people in there. And so you say, oh, no thanks, you know, but like to stand there and be aware of that like frequency and that what you imagine is that chaos and you know the just like the the c- c- cacophony and all the all the stuff that's going on that was what it felt like. So I couldn't talk to any of the beings. They weren't trying to talk to me, but it was like the reality of their presence was palpable because he carries these open channels. So I've never seen uh, a person who has that kind of. I don't know if it's wiring? Yeah, it's wiring. Um, I've never seen that before, so I just had to get used to that during the day. But when we... Well, okay, but when we left, we both went back to our hotel room and kind of collapsed. She was exhausted, and I was exhausted, and I was just trying to... um, um, I don't know, I felt totally off-balance and totally messed up, because it was pulling me in this different direction. And the thing with the Moldavite is that I've actually just put out, uh, which I'm gonna, I've am going to i decided to read it. I'm going to record an audio version of the programmed Moldavite manual. I don't know when. in The next few days, hopefully. Uh, but I just put out this 20-page-ish PDF on my website, on the Moldavite page. Um, and also I linked to it from Facebook. That explains everything I know about Moldavite, how I use it, how it's affected me over the short and long term, how to work with it in the long term, how to know what kind of like, what size to piece to get in the first place, how to deal with the dance of getting to know it, how to deal with its effect on your field. One of the deals with Moldavite is that, it, especially my program, Moldavite will do this in a very very loud way. Um, it will change the shape of your energy field so there isn't room for negativity. Meaning, parts of you that carry negativity, you may table, you may have a few moments or a few days away from um, not having them run your life they don't go away, you can't banish them. But um, anyway, so... They were... expand. The motivates were expanding my energy field. And that was making me more open to this overwhelming vibration. So they made me want to fall asleep more. So I had to stop using them. That was what I learned. Okay. So about the teachings... Um, Oh, and I know that one of their sites is psychicsasquatch.com. Uh, so you can check that out too. And and I want to just say that if you think about it in terms of like people chasing Sasquatch and trying to hunt one or capture one or whatever, you know, that is not what these people are about. And I have a lot of respect for their commitment and devotion to aligning with these channeled truths that these beings are offering them and bringing them through and codifying them and sharing them with others. So as far as like, you know, if you trust me as a channel, I'll say if you're drawn to, like, Sasquatch ideas or channeling ideas about that or whatever, um, these people are great people to check out. And I, again, their names are, I know the lady's name is Kelly. I, whatever. Whew, uh, I can't think of the guy's name, meaning it's a defense strategy to not get scrambled. But anyway, PsychicSasquatch.com. Um, and I think they must do events in different areas, including this thing, and uh, I can't remember the name of the town in Washington. <laughs> But it's, I think, Northeast Washington where they're, where they're going to do this event over Labor Day weekend. Um, we're pointing to go. We're pointing to go, though. I may need to kind of pop in and out if it's overwhelming. Uh, but we're definitely pointing to uh, to be there. Um, so the actual teachings are basically, like, I don't want to be too reductive and unfair, but I want to just say they, they're categorized in the... We're, we're beings who are trying to help you evolve, humans. <laughs> we're trying to help you reconnect with your heart, take care of your planet. Um, it's essentially... Um, this is kind of what it feels like. It feels like Jehudi teachings through the lens of, through the hearts of, uh, people who care about the forest. <laughs> like, when you listen to me, uh, there's sometimes stuff about the world, like Jehudi, me channeling Jehudi. There's stuff about the world and the earth and taking care of... It. There's all kinds of things about self-care whatever, but there's a lot of, like, explanation... Like, Heady, wordy explanations that may contribute to your evolution. And that's my chemistry. That's a, that's kind of like a unique thing I bring to it. Because I'm able to articulate things and I type fast and I can, whatever. Would, I don't think that's really a variable. But, um, but that's just my flavor on it because my mental, um, intellectual thing is, is very active. So think about... Beings who live in the forest, who care about the earth and the forest, like the this is teachings from from Thoth, Jehudi, Saint Germain, Hermes, Merlin, filtered through forest keepers, very conscientious forest rangers who live in the forest. So that so anyway, a lot of what they say, I can see how they got it from Jehudi, and I just thought it was really amazing because, like I said, Jehudi's having his, her, its fingers in all these cultures including these beings in another dimension that humans some humans rely on for these teachings to wake up so um, yeah so when I went to bed it was really hard to sleep I just felt imbalanced and at the end of the thing I um, at the end of the workshop everybody they did a hand hel- uh, closing circle where they went outside the parking lot and held hands in a circle and people said stuff, I had to opt out, because I was like, I need to figure out what I can do to, like, detach from this energy, because that's too much, and I ended up eating a bunch of chips uh, that were left on the snack table, because I needed to, and it was the same thing that happened after the end of the Pluto intensive last time in in, uh, late October of 2018 in Sedona, where after the attendees left, I felt awesome, I felt great. And then I found myself eating ravenously because I'd just gone through this energetic experience that caused me to feel so big, but my body wasn't big enough to handle it. Anyway, it's something I'm still working on because I have, especially since then, actually, I have gained weight. Um, like I opened up to a new degree to channel Metatron, which is a very intense energy, much more intense, you know, by dozens of orders, you know, dozens of times more intense than Judy's frequency. Um, Judy's frequency, it took me you know, some weeks and months to get used to and then to be willing to speak it or whatever but Metatron thing, it's taken me years to get to this place, so so I'm in this um, position of needing to figure out how to work with these energies while not feeling overwhelmed so that I eat too much, and it's really a struggle it's actually really kind of a thing right now um, anyway, so you can even see it on my videos on YouTube I'm, I'm heavier now uh, that I, than you've ever seen me uh, I'm heavier than I've ever been and uh, I had this kind of thing about how you know the world is full of fat mediums but it's you know we're trying to figure you know it's not sloppiness and laziness it's not indulgence it's not you know it's it's trying to manage a bunch of different dimensions or frequencies some of them very intense And anyway so I'm I'm committed to figuring this out without remaining a fat medium but it's it's a thing right now so anyway that's what it felt like and I was like, I ate a bunch of chips because I had to figure out how to change my vibration because grounding wasn't enough. I was already grounded. I was just hyper-stimulated by, the, by being aware of this whole, like, the house next door full of this pulsating music and these people, you know, making all this noise. So I said to Jillian this morning, if we, you know, I, I would love to support her and going to this thing in the, in the end of the summer, but I might not participate or I might kind of, like, come in for an hour here, an hour there. Um... And, yeah, because this is more like like her groove. And, um, yeah, so I'm happy to support her on that. Anyway, I guess that's I guess that's the Sasquatch update. It's just, um, it's so interesting, even after, so to speak, becoming more open-minded years ago. Or I was going to say opening my mind, but becoming more open-minded is a, is a fairer phrase. Uh, some years ago, and starting to do the astrology, and then guide work, and whatever, and, and mediumship, and channeling energy work to then have this other major thing present itself. It's really it's really kind of fascinating and interesting. I, I didn't expect there to be like a whole other new set of frequencies um, that I was not familiar with that could change everything. And I feel like if I were to open up, it could change everything. But it's not like, and this is what I said to, to her this morning, it's not like one of those beings said, Psst, hey, could I talk to you, or would you like to talk to me? No. The guy walks in the room, and I can feel the dozens of beings he's interacted with, and it's overwhelming. So I might opt not to go further down this path, but I do want to use, like, uh, you know, my, um, I guess my ability to reach people through, like, media online and stuff. I would like to say, look, if you have been drawn to that kind of thing, this is a good place to go, because it's not about, you know, what they eat or what their poop is like (laughs) or whatever. Um, but anyway, there's a lot of there's a lot of heartfelt, heart-centered wisdom uh, with these people. Again, PsychicSassWatch.com, like I don't mean to be an advertisement for them, but if you're inclined to check it out, you know, do that. I will say that um, at least in, in the gentleman, um, you could see the I, I do see some, you know, some frustration, the results of frustration and sadness of decades of being, you know poo-pooed and rejected by the mainstream, and how difficult that must be to, you know, to be devoted to something, and um, that is kind of a niche thing that people don't understand, or that people's minds are not willing to understand. Um, and also, he came from an anthropology background and was teaching at a college, so he was kind of in that in that groove a little bit, um, you know. And then, anyway, so there's a little sadness and frustration about that, and that, and I would just, you know, I think about my own. Uh, my own path with teaching things that are not widely understood. And I realized that, like, I only do it because I believe in it. And then I walk into everything accepting that others may not believe it. And if others try to make me wrong for it, I accept that it's about them. So I just keep going With as kind of like as much of a loving stance as I can, committed to, you know, to what I'm doing. That said, I do sometimes have like, you know, issues with fearing how people will see me and stuff. Um, But I'm reminding myself now that I do have this ability to proceed because I care about the material, even when I know others don't understand it. Um, Anyway, so that is my that is my little. Audio diary, dear dear diary, uh, Sasquatch update. Well, I will say one other thing, which um, which was really just personally, like totally separate from all this stuff, was great. When I uh, when I've gone to uh, Steve Forrest apprenticeship, Stephen Forrest apprenticeship program uh, workshops, uh, which I joined his program in 2004, late 2004, and I went uh, off and on, I think 11 or 12 times over. I don't know, ten or eleven years, I I don't remember. But anyway, um, being in the room with somebody very Neptunian and he is. And he's very Saturnian as well, but he has a South End in the twelfth house and, and he is very in a certain way very 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 Neptunian. When he starts intuitively reading a chart, I I'm in the I get to uh, I feel somebody else's Neptune active and I get great ideas. So at his workshops, I would take notes on what he said, and then I would also have these little intermissions in my notebook, things that I was stimulated by, you know, to, to see about, okay, anyway, because somebody else was holding Neptunian space, it's not just me. I had the same exact thing yesterday. Uh, when I was, like, working around all these things I've been explaining, uh, I got a bunch of ideas for my own stuff, because I was in the room with somebody who was strongly oriented toward being connected intuitively to this other these other realms so that was really um, it was a nice refresher and it really felt like I was back at Steve Forrest program um, okay so so that is it so let me just tell you about some new things that are going on one is I did officially announce the um, Pluto healing intensive it's going to be September 26th through 29th in uh, Sedona. And last time I rented a hotel room, we met in a hotel room. People were responsible for their lodging. This time I am going to rent an Airbnb house. Uh, a couple people who had been to one before said that was really a difference and they really wanted, w- would have preferred that experience. And so um, I will rent a house in the Sedona area, but, but that is now posted on my website all official-like. Um, and as of today, there are f- you know, five spots open. One person did uh, put a deposit down. So you can check that out, again, September 26th through 29th. 2019, and it's a. Um, I'm gonna do a video soon, but I know some people hear me on SoundCloud and don't follow me on YouTube. But it, you know what to expect at it. It's a it's a transformational experience where I'm gonna hold Judia Metatron frequencies, and help you unearth what is the most disempowering, and help you shift in the face of it and transform, without judgment, any fear, shame, pain, guilt, self recrimination, uh, anything like that. We're gonna unearth it and bring love to it. And you're going to feel better when you left. One of the women who attended the, and I have a testimonials from three people on my on my uh, on the page on my site for this event. Um, when you go to the homepage, you'll see a banner for the Pluto Intensive. Click on that, you'll go to the page. But um, one of the persons said she got her dignity back, which is quite significant uh, for somebody with Pluto in the sixth house. So, anyway, so uh, I'm really looking forward to it, and. Um, Sedona is a transformer, transformative place, and we're gonna do some intense energy work, and uh, I'm gonna teach you about Pluto, and then we're gonna descend into a place where I hold space for all those unconscious pains and fears and shames to come up. So I'm excited about that. You can check that out at tdjacobs.com. The other thing is that new channeled ebook on emotional eating. Um, that's, yeah, that's it's, uh, it's like 11,000 words. On Kindle and on my site, it's five bucks. And um, it'll help you understand how to deal with the emotions behind such uh, triggerings. Yeah, that is uh, that is all I have for you today, I think. Thanks for your time and energy. Thanks for listening. And uh, see what I'm up to at tdjacobs.com and also healingsuicide.com. Take care.